You've probably heard of Jim Cramer, the mad money guy, right? Well, we've had the opportunity to have a conversation with the Jim Cramer of China. Warren Wang is leading the charge for Chinese investors in America surrounding cryptocurrency and the stock market. Bad crypto miss is still happening as we approach the holiday. And what does the IRS say about your crypto gains? Well, we're going to talk about that and other stuff we want to talk about. And you'll listen because, well, you like us. You really like us. Hey, it's episode number 63 of the Bad Crypto Podcast. Googling stuff so you don't have to. This is Joel Kahn, internet entrepreneur and author of soon-to-be 15 books. And with me, I have marketing tech expert, speaker, and author, Mr. Travis Wright. Hello, Travis. Hello, Mr. Joel Kahn. This is a beautiful day. Did you know that the Bad Crypto Podcast is listened to in 183 countries? Got to catch them all, my friend. Got to catch them all. And we're now on our way to our 2 million download because we passed that 1 million mark. And uh, we take in tow with us the growing uh, republic of bad cryptopia. And thank you all for tuning in. You have learned the truth and the axiom. Once you go bad, you never go back. Yes, 1 million downloads. And I hope you guys like our song. I mean, uh, that was uh, that was fun. You know what I love? I love that people tune in for the show and then they download the next episode and they go, you know, it's like, what are they up to now? And that's you know, we we like keeping you guys guessing a little bit. I think, you know, having a reliable format is good, but also some surprises in there because this ain't your daddy's show. Speaking of that, my kids. My son, particularly, he goes, "Oh my God, that is so cheesy, Dad." And then he was, well, I, hear, I hear. Then I heard him in his room. He was like, five ICOs," <laughs> and he was all like, "Oh." <laughs> well, where your kids are concerned and my kids are concerned, this is your daddy's show. This is, but that's uh, true. For the rest of y'all, it's not. And if you're not involved in the community of Bad Cryptopia yet, then you're missing out. And make sure that you follow us or engage with us in the place that's most and bestest convenient for you, whether it's the Facebook page or the closed Facebook mastermind group, our Telegram group, or on our newsletter, or any of these places. You know, go to the website at badcryptopodcast.com. And check out all the places you can connect with us. I also want to give a shout out to our show sponsor for the month of December. It is the Zilla app. It is the ICO Marketplace app where you can browse various ICOs and tap thumbs up or thumbs down. And you'll see what the wisdom of crowds has to say about which ones appear to be the best. And where allowed by law, you'll be able to participate using various tokens and credit card with one simple click or a tap of your finger as it may be. The beta app should be live shortly if it's not already and wallet functionality will be coming shortly after that. But uh, we invite you to go check it out and it's at zla.io forward slash bad. And Travis, just like Santa's sack of gifts is full, our mailbag is also full. Bad voicemail. You have one new message. 
Hey there, Joel and Travis. This is David in Kansas City. I have a confession to make. It's not going to be easy for you guys to hear this, but I think it's important that you know that I come clean, that I confess. So I'm just going to, I'm just going to say it. I listened to some other crypto podcasts. I know, I know. I'm so sorry. I thought maybe they could, I don't know, give me something more, something different. I know. I was so stupid. I was wrong. I feel terrible about this. But if it makes you feel any better, I want you to know there was no chemistry. There was no magic. They were so dry, so boring. They meant nothing to me. I just, I just feel terrible. I'm so sorry. I hope you'll take me back. I hope you'll forgive me for straying. Whatever you decide, I just want you to know you didn't do anything wrong. It's not you. It's me. And thanks for your comments. We welcome yours as well. The Bad Crypto Hotline is at this phone number. You ready? Grab a pen or open your notepad on your iPhone or Android device. Take this down. Here it comes. What's that number? That number is 708-885-9030. That number again, 708-885-9030. Call us. And if you act now, you'll get this special Ginsu knife in digital form. <laughs> On the blockchain, a crypto Ginsu. For, for cutting your digital tomatoes to feed to your crypto kitties. But wait. There's more. Uh, there actually is more because many of you have written us via our contact form as well. Ryan wrote and said, I recently listened to your podcast that talked about ICO bounties and got really excited because I'd like to participate and get some free coin slash token slash ether slash what you have or what have you. But it looks like bounty programs require you to change your avatar and Bitcoin talk in order to participate at all. Uh, so we'll link to this here. And I believe that he's correct about Bitcoin talk, that there are requirements, just like there's requirements with any type of bounty participation. There's rules. And if you want to play by the rules, then you need to do this. The, the thing he was getting at here, Travis, is that you have to have several months of membership at Bitcoin talk before you can change your avatar. You know, not all of those bounty programs need you to be on Bitcoin Talk. So some of them are, hey, send out some tweets, some, you know, Facebook share. And so I, not all of them are related only to Bitcoin Talk, although Bitcoin Talk is a great place to uh, learn about various different cryptocurrencies. Most every currency that does go live or coin or token, they do have their own uh, page or thread that they've created where you can interact with the admins or the, the, the group of that particular coin, ask them questions and whatnot. So it is a great place to get additional information. So if you are of the, uh, the, the type of person who wants to get mo info, then go do that. And from our contact form, Donald Ray wrote in, he says, I represent individuals who are owed child support. If a person who owes child support has a large amount of coin, it seems that it will be hard to find proof of the existence of such if he, she wants to hide it. Is this correct? <laughs> Mr. Travis Wright, we are not hiding experts. <laughs> that I'm not child support experts. So uh, I don't know. I think that... Um, yeah, good luck with that. I mean, you you can hide cash under your mattress, right? You can hide anything, and uh, cryptocurrency is you know no exception to that. I you know we don't encourage anybody to do anything that would violate uh, the laws of their land. 
Yeah, this sounds like an attorney who maybe doesn't even listen to our show. He's just trying to get some information from us. Like, I represent individuals who are owed child support. If someone has crypto and is not paying their child support, how can we find out? Like, that's kind of what it seems like to me. So good luck with that. Hope you figure that out on your own. <laughs> yeah. And Brian has written us via contact form as well. By the way, that contact form is hidden. Well, actually, it's not. It's out there in uh, the, a place where anybody can see it. If you go to badcryptopodcast.com, click contact Joel and Travis. It's hidden in plain sight. Anyway, Brian writes, I have had some Bitcoin stored in a paper wallet since before the Bcash and gold forks happened. I want to sell them to buy more Bitcoin. I was just wondering the method and wallet you use to claim each of these. I've read about a few methods, but some seem too complex or some use mobile wallets to claim, which seems a bit unsecure for my liking any info would be great thanks guys stay bad a question of great excellence and we actually had to pause the recording for a moment because we're like wait how do you do that <laughs> yeah that's, that's a good question we're, so we googled it so you don't have to yeah, we did. And we came up with a great little article on WikiHow, Send Bitcoin from a Paper Wallet. And it's uh, pretty simple here. There's apps that you can download. One of them is blockchain.info, but you can get any Bitcoin wallet app that supports importing paper wallets to your phone. And I would imagine that there's also desktop applications that let you do the same thing, right? This article was last December. So I'm sure since then, there's probably some other means. But this kind of walks you through. You open the app, you create a new wallet, you write down your backup phrase on a piece of paper, and then you tap in the menu to start uh, where it says receive Bitcoin to uh, import your paper wallet. You simply put in the address. Basically, that's the imported wallet. And then you put your private key in um, and you press transfer funds. Boom. Bitcoin. And and actually, paper wallets are very secure, right? Because they're not obviously attached to the internet in any way. Um, it's just like a $100 bill. If you have a $100 bill, you're going to put it someplace where you know where it is. So you don't lose it, right? But if you do lose it, the thing about this is you can make multiple copies. You could put one over here, one over there, one in your safe, one somewhere else. Send one to me. Send one. Send one to Mr. Joel Com. And what was the? What was the? Um, you had a link because you uh, had, had sent out some paper wallets to some friends. And uh, how, how did you go about doing that? Was there a link that you used to to make those? Because they look really party. That is correct, Mr. Travis Wright. I discovered this site. It's BitcoinPaperWallet.com. And it makes purdy wallets. You simply go to the site and then click generate keys and print paper wallets. And then you, you have to do something that's it's like a, it's almost like a game. But in order to create a key to go with the wallet, you have to kind of move your mouse around and type random keystrokes. And it creates this unpredictable data that, that creates your keys. And then uh, once you've done that, you'll see you can pick Bitcoin uh, there's some designs. In fact, there's holiday designs if you want to like give a, a Christmassy looking wallet. And you could also cre um, create paper wallets for Litecoin, Dogecoin on here uh, also. And you can make your own custom Bitcoin design. That would be fun. I could make a, a Joel custom wallet. It provides a Photoshop template, Travis. We should make a bad um, crypto wallet. That is hilarious. Well, you know, what an interesting thing. So you basically you printed it out and you then cut it out and folded it and whatnot, and then it's done, right? 
yeah, it's done. You print the front and then you flip it over and it prints the back and then you cut it out and then you fold over the area that holds your private key. And then what you do is you take it and put it in a plastic baggie and put it somewhere secure that way, you know, cause you don't want water to take out your private key. Here's the thing to remember is that you're not actually storing your Bitcoin on the wallet, right? It's not like this digital money is, is sleeping on this piece of paper. It's on the blockchain. Your, your Bitcoin is always on the blockchain. Travis, your 55 lost Bitcoin are on the blockchain. Where, where, are, my, you just don't, where are my crypto kitties? Your crypto kitties are on the blockchain. What about they my are, lost iota? Where's that? It's on the blockchain. Oh, okay. <laughs> now, the key, your keys, like, you know, your car key that you lost, mm -hmm. that's not on the blockchain. Oh, okay. I didn't lose that, though. That's good. That's, well, if you had. Is that for my Lambo? Your, my new Lambo? <laughs> that's right. The keys for your Lambo are not on the blockchain. So, you know, that's why it's important to keep control of and not um, let your, you know, keys get lost because you can't claim them from the blockchain. So protect your paper wallets. Prote uh, uh, practice safe wallet. Yes. And now, the state of the market with your host, Joel Tom and Travis Wright. Yeah. This week in the market is good. People bought, people sold. People bought, people <laughs> sold. You know what? We we had we had a few comments. It was like this one guy was like, "You guys didn't talk about IOTA at all," and I'm really upset, you guys. And so, uh, well, IOTA has done some pretty crazy things over these last couple of weeks. It has really it has really taken off. If you have taken a look at it, like it started taking off on I believe December second. So over the course of the last couple of weeks, it went from a dollar thirty seven. It went all the way up to. $5, I believe, five something. And now it's chilling at about 384. So IOTA has made some big moves. I bought some IOTA when it was up, I believe, 48 cents. And the wallet is just really wonky. I, I moved it into my wallet off of Binance and it said it was there. Then the next time that I updated the app or whatever, it was gone. And then I've gone through this whole process to try to get it to attach to the tangle, you know, to do that. But it just, it never does. I bet I've, I bet I've tried a hundred times so far. So you're always complaining about that wallet, Travis. Dude, that, it is the worst scenario that I've ever seen. It really is a bad user experience. How do you feel about the IOTA wallet though? It's pretty good. It's pretty good. <laughs> I would speak about IOTA, but I don't know in IOTA about it. Right. I, I you don't know. know. You're not known oh, but, uh, on IOTA. Very nice. Check out the market cap. We're actually recording the day before this episode is coming out. The market cap is now more than a half a trillion dollars, $535 billion. Bitcoin hovering just below the 18 mark still. It's I think it's you, the the CME um, uh, uh, futures market is supposed to open, I believe, Sunday. So remember last week, CBOE opened up and we saw a bump in Bitcoin and that might happen again. Are we going to break 18 this weekend? You know, it looks like this could be the run towards 20,000. But I mean, we don't we don't really know. We're just going to pay attention to see what ends up happening on this because it's, it's really interesting to take a look at that. So at three hundred billion dollars right now, it's they're about to crack. Bitcoin's about to crack into the top 10 at three hundred and three billion. They will pass Bank of America. They just passed Wells Fargo. They passed Walmart. They passed Visa, Chevron, AT&T, Home Depot, Pfizer, Verizon, Oracle, Intel, Citigroup, Coca-Cola, 
PepsiCo, all of those companies, Walt Disney, MasterCard, they've all been passed. Bitcoin, uh, in by the time this show airs, if it's over $303 billion, it is now in the top 10 most valuable companies or you know financial institutes in the world, which is top 10. That's crazy. Mind-blowing. Uh, in a rundown of the rest of the major currencies, Ethereum hovering just under 700, Ripple has been on a run as high as 80 cents and that was just from what a couple weeks ago was around 22 23 that is interesting to there's me some and big rumors. Be- there's some big rumors yeah. on that yeah big rumors that that's going to be one of the coins that is going to pop into coinbase next year there was a mm-hmm. screenshot that was released allegedly by somebody in support at coinbase and i believe dash monero and Ripple, and maybe one other one that I don't recall off the top of my head is going. Well, I think that might have been a fake, Mr. Travis Wright. Oh, yeah? I think that, have we determined that? That might, have, that might have been a little Photoshop magic there mm-hmm. um, that peep, somebody created. But I don't think that's why it's going up. Uh, and we will soon have an interview with uh, Brad. Um, I don't want to mess up his last name, so I'm not going to say it. But he's the CEO of Ripple, and that's going to be happening here pretty soon. So we'll be able to uh, not only ask him his last name, but ask him a bunch of questions about uh, Ripple. Well, you know what excites me is uh, you know that – Drinking Ripple? Does that excite you? (laughs) No, but seeing Stellar Lumens go up. You know, we – very early in the show, we gave away – Stellar Lumens to a lot of our early listeners, and they those that were quick on the uh, the trigger were able to claim five hundred free lumens. And back then they were at about three cents each, so it was about fifteen dollars in lumens. But right now it is just shy of twenty cents. So those five hundred lumens that we gave away are now worth almost a hundred dollars. And Stellar, of course, I believe making the move because of the IBM connection. That's that appears to be the case. Well, not only that, but Kick, the messenger platform, they have determined that they are going to no longer be on Ethereum and they're going to move over to the Stellar platform. So I think what we're seeing here is now now that Ethereum is becoming more congested, more companies are moving over to other platforms, right? And another one that happened that happened with was BitShares. So BitShares, which is what we built uh, Batcoin on, uh, you know, a couple months ago, a month ago or so, whenever Bittrex took it off because of the SEC thing, that was down to six cents a piece. Last time I checked, it was 36 cents. And so, so more companies are moving over to BitShares because that blockchain is not nearly congested like Bitcoin and like Ethereum is. Bitcoin and Ethereum are running like at 100% capacity at all time. So they have these, all these big queues that are that like, there's like 15,000 in queue for uh, Ethereum and there's about 120,000, 130,000 in queue for Bitcoin right now. So some of these, some of these other blockchains that are more scalable are going to start getting some love like Stellar, like BitShares. You know, like IOTA, like some of these other ones, Cardano is another one. You know, Quantum is one that's gonna that's gonna get some interest. EOS is another one that's starting to get some some interest as well as that thing rolls out. And um, Quantum, that's one of the companies that I that I sort of have picked on as like mm, this could be an interesting one because of how it's doing stuff with quantum computing and how you know over time uh, quantum computing is going to become you know potentially able to hack into Bitcoin. Obviously, Bitcoin can add some technological uh, innovations to you know uh, stop that from happening, but. Quantum has been one that I have liked, and it took off this past week as well from around $12, and right now it's sitting at $32. So that thing had a nice little bump. And Litecoin 
had a nice bump as well this past week. Yeah, and it's hovering around 300 uh, as of now. You mentioned BitShares, and uh, for those of you in Bad Cryptopia, we have uh, just had an interview with Stan Larimer, who is the godfather of BitShares, the little godfather, uh, and he is going to be on the Monday episode, and it's a fascinating interview. You're going to want to listen in for that as well. Okay, let's take a look at some of the other news we got going here, Mr. Travis Wright. Uh, leading off here, Back home in the United States, the headline on CNBC is GOP tax bill blocks potential Bitcoin gains gambit. Uh, There's been a lot of questions about how uh, U.S. citizens need to handle the reporting of their cryptocurrency um, gains and losses. And in the past, we've kind of been like, well, I don't know. And I asked uh, my brother, who's a CPA, who really doesn't yet know a lot about crypto, and he thought that maybe there wasn't any direction on it yet. But turns out there is direction on it. There is advisement from the IRS that uh, that anything that is property and cryptocurrencies are property that you need to uh, obviously report your gains and and take your losses, which you know you conduct from your gains. But this particular article says that your crypto to crypto sales need to be tracked as well. So if you bought Bitcoin at two thousand and you sold it at three, but you sold it into Ethereum, that gain of $1,000 in the midst of that transaction would be a capital gain, either a, you know, a short term or a long term based on how long you've held it. You know, the IRS is still figuring out, I think, how they're going to manage all this, but keep track of uh, your your cryptos um, and your purchases and your sales and consult a CPA who who knows what they're talking about. Oh, by the way, Travis, we actually have located one of our listeners of the show is a CPA who's gone deep into this, and we're going to have an interview with him shortly to be able to have an actual licensed professional (laughs) come on and provide guidance. Yeah, it says that that since the IRS views Bitcoin as property rather than a currency for tax purposes, there's been discussions around whether this is a certain kind of transaction known as a 1031 exchange, if it applies to Bitcoin and its brethren. Uh, I guess a 1031 exchange allows taxpayers to exchange one type of asset for a similar one and thereby postponing capital gains taxes. Uh, the asset must also be used for business or investment purposes to meet other requirements. So some of the stuff is still being, uh, you know, figured out, as Joel mentioned. Uh, but you definitely want to to keep track of, of what's going on. Probably create yourself a nice ledger of your transactions, maybe on Excel uh, or some other sort of form that helps you keep track of, of all your stuff. Because, again, we're not financial advisors. We're still trying to figure all this stuff out as well. That would be a great call to have someone on who has been uh, who has the, the tax and you know CPA background and to be able to help us all figure this out because starting you know January 1st here in just a couple of weeks uh, we're starting on a whole brand new year and then we got to figure out wh- what does 2017 look like how are we going to make sense of all this because this is a whole new space it's whole it's, it's it's an interesting space the IRS doesn't have a whole handle on it all yet but they're trying to figure it out and we're going to have to go within the guidelines that they set within the parameters because America. And as long as we're on the topic of America, uh, this article from Cointelegraph.com, U.S. Senate moves to criminalize non-disclosure of cryptocurrency 
ownership. The U.S. Senate Judiciary Committee is currently tackling Bill S-1241 that aims to criminalize the intentional concealment of ownership or control of a financial account, which would include digital currencies and digital exchanges. This is uh, not a law yet, and there's a lot of industry opinion that's saying that this is a really bad thing. The White House is actively monitoring cryptocurrencies, and you know, pretty soon we're going to see regulation. I don't know how quickly it's going to happen, and when it does, I would expect that we would see a significant dip. You know, we keep waiting for the other shoe to drop, right? And there's a number of things that could happen that would send the markets into a tizzy. And one of them, I think, would be uh, U.S. regulation, uh, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, harsh or loose regulation. I think either way, it the markets will react negatively. Yes, the uh, I believe the Wicked Witch of the West, Senator Dianne Feinstein, is uh, <laughs> behind us. <laughs> I'll get you my pretty. I'll get and you my coin, too. <laughs> but, um, you know, no, just kidding, kind of. But, um so, but, I'm not, but he's not. But he's not. No, um, you know, there's there's a lot of really, you know, corrupt politicians in the world. I'm not saying she's one, but there are a ton of them, and they like to maintain control, right? They like to control things as much as they can. They, I guess, they view us in some ways as, you know, they're, we're their little plebes, and we must do as they say at all times. And you know what? If you live within uh, that particular country you're in, you got to ab- abide by the rules. Uh, but that's why you know people come up and start helping create change in, in a good way. This this whole new financial system that is being created, this whole ecosystem with cryptocurrency, scares a lot of people who hold a lot of power. And, uh, you know, this. so these next couple of years are especially going to be really interesting to keep an eye on because who knows what they're going to try to pull to maintain their power because Pandora's box, is the lid is open on this cryptocurrency thing. It's, oh, yeah. It's, it's open. The genie is out of the bottle. Now, while Bitcoin is uh, and cryptocurrencies are very legal in most of the Western world, the story on Motley Fool discusses six countries where Bitcoin is banned. And by uh, having them, you can go to jail. Um, and those countries include Bolivia, Ecuador, Kyrgyzstan, Bangladesh, Nepal, and Morocco. And they're saying pretty soon they might be adding Russia to list in this uh, Boris. This is bad thing if Russia joins list of cryptocurrency ban. Well, that would be interesting because they are doing some sort of government implemented Bitcoin mining. So I guess they're they're talking out of both sides of the mouth. And I suppose if they say, "Oh, Bitcoin is banned," you must not have Bitcoin except us, the KGB. We must mine as much Bitcoin as humanly possible. Can I just say I'm being targeted, retargeted with ads on Motley Fool while reading about Russia for the Trans-Siberian Orchestra, <laughs> 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 which I, I mean, they're probably being retargeted because I actually did go and see them here in Denver recently. But I just think it's funny that we are talking uh, about Russian. You uh, might go to Siberia if you they so send funny. you there if you have the Bitcoin. Yeah, I'm actually laughing that you don't have you know ad blocker. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Well, you know, in some places they are more restrictive uh, where it comes to cryptos. And one of those places is China, China, uh, who, you know, we compete with and are trying to be friends with. And we made friends recently with a gentleman who is the uh, chief of Chinese investors dot com. 
His name is Warren Wang, and we had a fascinating interview with him. And guess what? You get to listen to it right now. You know, Travis, it's a big earth. And to my knowledge, it's not flat, although there are some that think it is. (laughs) But whether it is or not, on the other side of it, if it's a pancake, there's this place called China that I've never been to. And in this place called China, there is a guy that we have come across and recently met who is known to be the Jim Cramer of China. You know, Mm. bye, bye, bye. The mad money guy. The Chinese mad money. Yeah, yeah, mad money. His name is uh, Warren Wang, and he's the founder of ChineseInvestors.com. He's the CEO, chairman, and director since 1999, and he's he's been in the financial markets for a very long time. He's with us, Travis. Welcome, yes. Warren Wang. Hey, Warren. Hi. How are you guys? How do all? How, how are you all? Say hi to all the all your audience. Yeah. Well, they say hi back to you. <laughs> Nice, nice. Yeah, we have a republic of bad cryptopia, so we have we have citizens of our fine establishment here. Um, very good. So, so tell us. So, you you have a, a financial network that is is based in the United States, and it, it caters to Chinese uh, speaking folk. Is that correct? Uh, yes, we purely focus in. Uh... Uh, North America, including U.S. and Canada. We just finished the tour around uh, last week. Uh, we, we went over to the Roadshow uh, live seminar about cryptocurrency, U.S. stock markets, gold, oil, all the financial instruments, outlooks, and the strategies for 2017. We just finished the Roadshow in Toronto last uh, this Saturday mm. and Sunday. You've been involved in in securities and you know precious metals and financial markets for decades now, and you know crypto is something obviously that's newer. So, what uh, our audience would like to hear is a little bit about how you you know came to an understanding of cryptocurrency and and where you think it's all going. Our Chinese audience is more gambling advocate, so. They used to have over 70% volume uh, from China since the government banned the centralized exchange in China. So the volume dropped significantly since February this year. And uh, October, they totally shut down all the centralized exchange. So most of the people who currently in China uh, trade on the OTC market. Basically, it's offline. they advertising on some portals so people can buy and sell uh, on the in the cafeteria or on the WeChat or on the Skype, still a lot of people very interesting in uh, cryptocurrency. I have a uh, uh, two two uh, ladies from China, and they just come to my office. They just came to my office last week. They just said, "Hey, I want to buy two million dollars worth of a Bitcoin from you." I said, "Why? Why is that? You can cross the street to border to Hong Kong. They have so many cryptocurrency exchange." They said, no, we love U.S. because that's how uh, crypto started, and we believe you. And you have office. We just have a new ATM in our office. It's on the press release. Our uh, stock symbol is CIIX. It's got so excited today. It's almost like 12.30 New York Times. Stock changes trade half half of the day, but we have over 600,000 volume, and there's 400,000 money coming into our stocks. It's up 27%. The news is we put the first ATM in the Chinese community in the U.S. uh, for cryptocurrency ATM. We partner with a blockchain ATM uh, company, LLC, 
uh, in San Gabriel, Los Angeles. We put a, a machine over there, and uh, this Saturday we're going to have a live show in the Chinese radio, which have over quarter million audience coverage in the Los Angeles area. And we are going to live DJ show for two hours, introducing how to buy, sell cryptocurrency, how secure, how to do it step by step. So I'm so excited about stocks. I'm so excited about cryptocurrency. You know, I I hope you all guys can give me some guidance、uh, for 2018. What are you guys thinking? Because I read the article. Some people saying go to 40,000. Some people are saying a hundred. Some people are、uh, saying. A million dollars by 2020. What are you guys thinking? Well, we are not financial advisors. <laughs> <laughs> But you can have a free speech. You can say something that's not violate any law. You know, you can just hey, I, I think crypto go to five thousand or go to a moon. But、uh, it's just free speech. I just our audience.、Uh, I mean, just want to know everyone that because they. I, I just watched the video from CCTV, the national owned. Uh, TV media in China, they put so much bad mouth about cryptocurrency. So、uh, I just want to ask you guys,、uh, you guys are host on the show.、Mm -hmm. So what do you guys think next year? Well, I'll tell you what I think because you know it's just a matter of you know knowing that cryptocurrency markets right now are around three hundred and twenty billion dollars or whatever it is. I've not checked out what it is today, but、uh, last time I checked, it was three hundred and twenty billion.、Uh, Three hundred and fifty-five billion dollar market cap, Mr. Jolcom. That's crazy. Wow, that's what it is right that's now. Incredible. Yeah, and so if you think about that, and now as as this thing approaches a trillion dollars, because on on Thanksgiving Day it was two hundred and fifty billion. Now, like two weeks after Thanksgiving, it's grown by a hundred billion. So if if we're getting or we're, we're they're, they're throwing a hundred billion dollars at market cap every two weeks into this crypto space, then I mean we could be at fifty thousand dollars by the end of next year for Bitcoin. It just depends on the Bitcoin dominance. Right now, Bitcoin dominance is, of that three hundred and fifty five thousand sixty fifty six percent of that is Bitcoin dominance. So knowing that once that gets to a trillion, you know, then that means bit, if Bitcoin's at fifty percent dominance, that means Bitcoin's market cap is. Five hundred billion, which then increases the price three times from what it is today. So that means it's going to be sitting at around thirty five, thirty five, thirty six thousand dollars. Then once once the market cap hits a trillion, so I think it's just based on math in, in my mind. So the more money that keeps pouring into crypto, the the higher Bitcoin and the higher these other cryptocurrencies go. Well, and here's the thing: Bitcoin is kind of the gateway drug, right? But and, and once people learn how to use that, then they start hearing about altcoins and other utilities, and and that's you know. I, things like you know, CryptoKitties is leading people to understand more about Ethereum, and and the more that they understand, then they're going to see these other opportunities. And I, you know, I, I feel like a rising tide lifts all boats. But again, you know, it could go to the moon, or the whole thing, you know, could fall apart. And and, and on that note, Warren, you know, we talk about it falling apart. The market took a pretty big hit for a short time when China banned. ICOs. Now you're a lot closer to that situation and probably have a better idea of what's going on over there. Now,、uh, you know, we know that they haven't shut down crypto completely because we have companies like Neo, that is the Chinese Ethereum. What? So I'll, I'll turn the tables back on you and ask you, what do you think is going to happen where China's concerned?、Uh, I was almost there because I booked a conference in Shanghai around like mid. Bird as a Ethereum、uh, founder will speech over there, so I said, "Hey, I need to go there." But、uh, suddenly they canceled because the Chinese ban, Chinese government banned the、uh, cryptocurrency exchange, the ICO, 
And I still back there around like uh, September 23rd. I talked to my friends. They are in the band on Shanghai in Shanghai. And they told me there's uh, there are about eight eight shows every day uh, about ICO. So it's totally shut down by Chinese government. I mean, the, the, the people doing multi-level thing, they are so excited about cryptocurrency. So right now, uh, people still selling a lot of so-called uh, cryptocurrency, but using for multi-level things, and they just uh, they're going nuts because uh, there's no regulatory, no centralized exchange. So everybody do offline exchange, and they watch the they monitor the crypto uh, Bitcoin price. They're so excited. They think like you know if you trade about ten thousand dollars Bitcoin, but their little small coin trading two three dollars. They think they will go to the moon like uh, Bitcoin because there are about 1.3 billion people in China. So, I mean, the real economic is really in recession right now. So people have nothing to play with because they, uh, the cost of the labor, land, rents, everything goes high. The real estate bubble is too high. Nobody can afford anymore. And suddenly they go to the cryptocurrency. So the Chinese government really scared right now. And... Uh, I think that's the situation, and everybody. There's a lot of uh, craziness in China still about cryptocurrency. Even you know, like I said, uh, CCTV national owned the multi uh, the media. Uh, they still saying bad words about cryptocurrency, but it's still going higher. So people, one guy asked me. He said, "Hey, what's your stock symbol?" I said, "Why are you asking me that?" He said, "Well, you do cryptocurrency, which is good. I want to buy your stocks." So, I mean, China right now, everybody buying the cryptocurrency from the off, offline. And uh, as you guys know, today you have a news. There's a hot fork is coming to the market by Chinese famous uh, crypto billionaire. His name is Li Xiaolai. It's same like a Bitcoin Cash, Bitcoin Gold. It, it's very similar to Bitcoin Gold. You know how much open right now? It's open in one exchange. It's already exceed. 2,500 U.S. dollars open price. So it's more than 21, it's like 22 million coins. It's 200,000 more than cryptocurrencies. So their market cap is, 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 I think, believe exceeding the Bitcoin cash. The reason people chasing that coin is because this guy, this gentleman, he did ICO. He in one day created one ICO called the WordPress, which is award the writer content provider the coin for their works and he raised 500 million US dollars within a day with no white paper so it's like uh, he's really really crazy he's right now on the December 17th he's half work called super bitcoin is going to launch but right now the some one exchange is trading around like 2500 as you guys know bitcoin gold trading 330 Bitcoin Cash trading 1300 1500 They used to hit 2800 But this Li Xiaolai Super Bitcoin's half work from Bitcoin is going to launch. Already trading like 2500 US dollars. The reason is because all the Chinese guys buying this Bitcoin. Yeah, we talked about that last week on an episode. Super Bitcoin at superbtc.org. So it's interesting watching all of these forks. I have a question for you, Warren, about the rush of Chinese investors that are looking for ways to buy and sell large volumes of, of Bitcoin. 
And because now they're in China and they maybe don't have a way to to access Bitcoin or Bitcoin exchanges. And maybe if you could explain what that means for the continued rise or, or, or the bubble that potentially could be forming in China or just the demand that folks have in China for Bitcoin. Like, how are they unloading their Bitcoin? You know, because some of the largest mining operations are in China. What are their options now when they when whenever China has shut all that stuff down? How are they getting their money out? Sure, good question. Actually, there's no way since the Bitcoin is decentralized, you know, uh, currency. So it's as only way you can shut down the Bitcoin in China is shut down the whole internet, which is possible in this world because China is more open than 20 years ago. It's not like North Korea. So people still trade the coin uh, offline, which means there's a platform. There's so many platforms. Uh, they post their the buy sell price. So, so you, for example, it's like a, it's like eBay or Alibaba's, uh, you know, Taobao, which you have a, a internet. You can listing the buy and seller, and you can charge the advertising fee for the seller. Uh, usually 0.78 percent. So when the buyer and seller they meet each other. They can start negotiate price and then they they just transfer the money to each other, which is government can now allow. So it's getting very popular in China. It's called the decentralized exchange. China just shut down the centralized exchange, but doesn't cannot or there's no way to shut down people talking each other, exchange the coin each other. So I mean, it, it, the, the the Bitcoin pricing uh, mania is still going exploding, it's spread around whole China right now. And a lot of people they sell their real estate property. They look in the Bitcoin. They want to allocate two percent or five percent their assets into Bitcoin, which can be very huge. So I heard a rumor China is going to open the Bitcoin exchange, regulate it because they worry about the money outflow to Hong Kong or somewhere, and they start buying Bitcoin. You know, so. In the U.S. dollar terms, so they better off just open the Chinese yuan exchange. So when the people have a Bitcoin, they can sell in the Chinese yuan. They can buy. They can from Chinese yuan. So the money never out of flow from China. So that's well, Warren, possibly the rumor. Let, let me follow up on the the neo question then, because you know as they've banned ICOs, that seems to me like it's a temporary ban until they can put this regulation in place. Uh, you know, as a speculator myself, I've been long on on Neo and you know previously and shares, and I kind of feel like they're positioned that when China does open it back up using you know under regulation, that that thing could explode. What do you think? I think Neo is more application utility coin, so they more like the Chinese Ethereum. Basically, they put a Chinese a uh, lot of smart contract into the Chinese language. Uh, and so it's more using in normal words. So I heard a bunch of them, they, you know, Chinese government or Chinese uh, corporation, they start using the NEO application because they want to build in a blockchain. They have a smart contract. They can change the housing. They can change the exchange, the real estate uh, assets or something with the smart contract. So it's I think it's more like uh you know, uh, utility coin instead of money raising uh, securities. So uh, I heard that, you know, that technology is just possibly about translation, but there's no one else doing that. So I think Alibaba, Baidu or Tencent, they might take over that company. So there's a lot of value there. But I, as, I, as I know, there's something happened recent two, three weeks there. They put a Twitter 
They said that they have a big news coming out, and then there's nothing in three days. People just feel frustrated. So they went up from like 28 hours to all the way to 48, up 50% in a day. And then they, they come back, but they're still going strong on the weekly chart. So I think, Neil, if the Bitcoin is uh, still going up, you know, like your guy said, Neil can be $100, $500, especially ETH, if they, they reach like, uh, you know, seven grand next year, uh, it can happen. And Neil can go with about $200, $500. So, I mean, Neil is only trying to play in this platform. I mean, the, in the few uh, Chinese uh, cryptocurrency assets so far in the, this universal. So I think that uh, it's, uh, it's very attractive because, you know, there's not many player or competitor in that field and can be easily a takeover targets. That's been some of the thoughts that's been on our mind as well as we've watched Neo progress uh, from Ant Shares to where it is today. I remember uh, Joel and I talking about Ant Shares when it was like two dollars a pop, two dollars and fifty cents, and I was like, "Whoa, this could look, this could be the Chinese Ethereum. We should keep an eye on this one." And then it popped to fifteen dollars, and then it popped to fifty dollars, and now it's back down to about forty dollars. I want to ask you about uh, you. You basically have launched a Chinese version of Coin Market Cap uh, for Chinese speakers. And that's newcoins168.com. You know, I'm curious then about, you know, your advice for crypto entrepreneurs that want to attract Chinese accredited investors to their listings and, you know, how people or who maybe are running ICOs or companies that are thinking about running an ICO, how can they, you know, tap into uh, the the Chinese investor, you know, cryptocurrency investors that, that are out there that maybe... Uh, haven't heard about some of the some of these uh, companies that are popping out, but want to invest in these crypto companies. How do ICOs find them? I think they need to do a um, lot of role show and also doing the video shows, and they need the advertising Chinese, you know, cryptocurrency media. There's a bunch of them, very popular. I saw the advertising is still there, uh, but that you know, since China is banned ICO, so they can be they need to be very careful. But uh, in the U.S. and Canada, if you are fighting with SEC, you can still legalize advertising and do the roadshow. I think uh, nothing, uh, nothing different. But uh, my knowledge is there's not much Chinese guy really understand cryptocurrency uh, because population-wise, we only have about four, four million Chinese Canadian, Chinese American in the North America. So compared to 300 million U.S. population, it's very, very small. Uh, markets. So there's not, there are not many Chinese uh, investors in the North America really understand how cryptocurrency works. For example, they don't even have wallet. They don't even know how to buy. They are scared. So we need a, you need to have, a, you know, in your corporation, you need to have a, a Chinese guy who speak, you know, Mandarin, Cantonese, and uh, foreign reading and writing in China, Chinese. So they can help you out to uh, approach that audience and uh, uh, hands on hands, uh, explain to them how to set up uh, the wallet and then how to do the research, uh, how to figure out which ICO is good. So I think that all the ICO entrepreneurs, this is a huge market because, for example, I read most of ICO, they, they raise about like $2,000 from each investors. So I think the Chinese, since Chinese guy, Chinese investors have more saving rates, they have a more savings habits so they might invest five thousand dollars average there's a lot of big player there you know the shock whatever uh but you need to spend time pay attention to that niche market 
So you you can easily to raise five thousand per investors if you you do it right. You can, but you know it's take a lot of time to expand from the basic all the way to the advanced knowledge. So you know that's the entrepreneur anyway. ICO entrepreneur need to be prepared、uh, to understand. You know there's not much knowledge、uh, level that Chinese investors has. So you know just be patient. Well, this has、uh, been interesting, Warren. It's Warren Wang. He's with the、uh, website ChineseFN.com for Chinese-speaking investors in the U.S. and China. Last question for you, Warren. What do you think the people of China would think of the Bad Crypto Podcast? It'll be cool. You need to into translation, and then you need the marketing over there.、Uh, they love U.S. Like I said, I have a two、uh, lady from China. They just、uh, bring. They just brought like two million U.S. dollars come to my office. Say, hey, I want to buy cryptocurrency because it's from U.S. So your guys made in U.S. I hope your guys show can get get it popular in China. We can definitely help. And、uh, you know, I I will say hi、uh, to all your audience. Say hi from the Chinese. Yeah, you know, represent Chinese. Some portion of the Chinese investor.、Uh, say hi to your audience.、Uh, wish you then the best luck in the 2018. Wish your two guys best luck in 2018. Make a lot of money and make a fortune、uh, in uh, 2018. Thank you so much. Thanks, Warren. Take care. Really appreciate it. Interesting things happening around the other side of the world. Even though Warren was in New York, and they're they're kind of happening here. Yeah, he.、Uh, I know their offices is in、uh, their office is in L.A. and、uh, I've been to it. Pretty fascinating stuff. They got a great, great following. Tons and tons of you know Chinese folks who live in America who speak Chinese. You know they're able to participate in a lot of these ICOs and a lot of these companies out there are trying to find out ways to get in front of that market. Hey, we know a guy. <laughs> Mr. Warren Wang knows them all, so that's great. That fascinating interview. Really glad that he had the chance to come on. You know, it's not every day you get to talk to the Chinese Jim Cramer. You know, I know a guy who knows a guy who also knows a guy, and together they're a bunch of guys who know people. Anyway, we know people. You're such、we、a name、you. dropper. <laughs> the citizens of the Republic of Bad Cryptopia. We our our hearts belong to you. Thank you so much for listening. There is so much great stuff coming. We are just getting started, gang. Sixty three episodes in, plus I don't know. We're probably actually about seventy five shows in because of the extras and the ICO spotlights coming up on the next episode. Stan Larimer of BitShares, join us. Interact, engage, communicate.、Uh, you're especially more likely to find us in the Facebook Mastermind group or on the Telegram group. So、uh, come along for the ride. And until next time, stay bad. Who's bad? The Bad Crypto Podcast is a production of Bad Crypto LLC. The content of the show, the videos, and the website is provided for educational, informational, and entertainment purposes only. It's not intended to be, and does not constitute financial, investment, or trading advice of any kind. You shouldn't make any decisions as to finances, investing, trading, or anything else based on this information without undertaking independent due diligence and consultation with a professional financial advisor. Please understand that the trading of bitcoins. And alternative cryptocurrencies have potential risks involved. Anyone wishing to invest in any of the currencies or tokens mentioned on this podcast should first seek their own independent professional financial advisor. Bow, 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 bow,